Welcome to How My Country Works with your host, Stephen O'Shea. Next up, located in Central America, with the capital Belmopan, a population of 406,000 and functioning as a parliamentary democracy, is Belize. On the 15th of April 2018, the larger neighbour of Belize, Guatemala, completed a referendum on its citizens, whereby the country confirmed its desire to take back, in its view, 53% of Belize that it believes is part of Guatemala. The odd situation that could see Belize lose over half its country, including part of the second largest barrier reef in the world, dates back hundreds of years to Spanish and British colonisation, but is now currently sat with the United Nations International Court of Justice, who are set to give their verdict in the next few years. But how is it that this small Central American country found itself in this predicament? In order to dive a little bit deeper into this and the historical and political climate of Belize, I'm joined on the show by Professor Victor Bulma-Thomas, Associate Fellow at the think tank Chatham House. Victor, welcome to the show. I can sip my coffee because we're not, this is not visual, is it? (laughs) No, it's just an audio interview. Well, why don't we jump straight in? How is it that you even got interested in Belize? Well, when I was 18, uh, before going to university, I was selected for something called VSO, Voluntary Service Overseas. But the, the catch was that uh, you had no control over where, where they sent you. And they sent you for a week's training. And at the end of the week, uh, they put my name up on a board saying, you're going to believe. <laughs> That's so random. So I had to go and look it up on a map. But it was an uh, absolutely fantastic year. And um, I, I had a wonderful bunch of students, one of whom has just stepped down as prime minister after 12 years. And uh, it gave me a lifelong love of the country. Yeah, I can imagine. For those who aren't familiar, would you mind just giving us a brief history of Belize? So in the middle of the 17th century, while there was a civil war going on in England, Uh, There were various attempts at uh, establishing settlements and colonies in the Caribbean by English and and Scottish people, less so the the Welsh and the Irish. Um, And the big attraction uh, for many of them was the possibility of extracting logwood. Now, logwood is a dye wood which is essential or was essential in the textile industry, textile and clothing industry, before the introduction of synthetic dyes. Interesting. So it was the pursuit of economic opportunities that brought Europeans there, like much of South America and the Caribbean. And when did they set up in Belize? Probably sometime around the 1660s, 1670s. Uh, the Belize settlement for extracting logwood would have been established. But how is it that there's a British colony in Central America? Wasn't that area primarily dominated by Spain? It survived various attacks by the Spanish, who of course regarded uh, the territory of what is now Belize as being part of the uh, Spanish Empire. Right. So how has this worked out? So the Spanish had prior claim, The British acknowledged that uh, prior claim and therefore did very little to resist when the Spanish marched in and removed all the settlers, as they did from time to time. In one particular case, in 
uh, the 1760s, they marched them overland to uh, Merida and then shipped them to Havana in Cuba. But at the end of that particular war between uh, Britain, and it was Britain by then, and Spain, they felt they trickled back. And then in 1763, the Treaty of Paris was signed between Spain and Great Britain. And its purpose was to settle disputes uh, all over the place, uh, in North America, in uh, uh, Europe, in all the rest of it. But Belize was mentioned for the first time. And for the very first time, Spain, somewhat reluctantly, gave what are technically called usufruct rights. That means they gave, it's like a lease. They said, your settlers can stay in Belize, but on condition that they only cut logwood, they don't build stone houses, they don't do any agriculture of any kind, and we will come and inspect once or twice a year from our colony in, in Mexico. Interesting. So the two powers basically come up with a compromise over the territory that it would remain part of the Spanish Empire, but that British loggers could stay and work there. But then the Spanish Empire actually collapses and many of its colonies become independent. How does Britain proceed with Belize? It took them until 1859 to agree a treaty with Guatemala. Uh, which is the country which shares the longest border with Belize. Mexico also shares a border, but the Guatemalan one is, is longer. Now, that 1859 treaty is absolutely crucial to the next 170 years. <laughs> what do you mean? Although it was ratified by both sides, Guatemala considered it to be a treaty of cession whereas Britain considered it to be a boundary treaty. Now, if it's a boundary treaty, you, you just sign the treaty, you ratify it, and that's that. If it's a treaty of cession, then the question is, well, what was Britain giving to Guatemala in return for Guatemala ceding this territory? And the answer is that there was one article in the treaty which was ambiguous, and it had to do with support for building a road from the highlands of Guatemala to the Caribbean coast. Wait, so the continued border conflict that we spoke about in the intro is basically down to a road not getting built? What's Guatemala's position? So the Guatemalan position to this day, to this day, is that it inherited from Spain control, sovereignty, over the sort of northern half of, of Belize from the river Ciboon, the one I mentioned earlier, right up to the northern border with Mexico. That's incredible. What happened when Belize became independent in 1981? Does that help? Belize and Guatemala, they tried everything to resolve it. Nothing worked. And so each side decided that they would go to the International Court of Justice in The Hague. That needed a referendum in both countries. It was eventually approved. And now the dispute is with the ICJ. Guatemala has submitted its memorial, as it's called. Belize now has to submit a counter-memorial, which they will do by June next year. Then both sides will have six months to provide additional information, and then the judges will rule. That's so interesting. So literally it's down to a handful of judges that half of Belize could become part of Guatemala. It, it won't happen. Um, 
Belize will win this case. Right, okay. Why is that? Belizeans have made it clear on innumerable occasions that they don't wish to be part of Guatemala. And who are Belizeans? Because they seem caught between a Spanish colony and a British colony, and caught between Central America and the Caribbean. At least half of the population, probably more, is uh, mestizo, uh, meaning that they are of Spanish-speaking descent, although they will speak English as well. And the rest is made up of uh, Garifuna, uh, Lebanese, Chinese, you name it, Mennonites. It's, it's It's a wonderful mixture. Interesting. So there's a real mix of cultures there. What is the politics of the country like as a result? It has a traditional two-party system with the PUP and UDP competing for power, right? Both parties have become very corrupt. And uh, so although corruption is an issue in elections, the, the voters know that by chucking out one lot and bringing in another, they're not going to end corruption. But clearly they hope that it will be reduced in importance because the new lot will take a bit of time to... Uh, to um, get their feet under the table, if I can put it like that. Right. I think that's not a huge surprise given the relative youth of the country's democracy. That's hard for the country, especially as it's attempting to shift its economy more away from things like forestry and farming to tourism and environmental conservation. Just before we let you go, though, Victor, would you mind sharing a festival or celebration that is unique to Belize? Is it the country's Independence Day on September 21st? Well, it is the big day, especially as tomorrow is the 40th anniversary of independence. Wow, of course, only 40 years old. Well, thanks so much for your time today, Victor, and for chatting to us about Belize. Pleasure, thank you. Well, I think that's also a perfect place to end the show. Thanks so much to my guest, Professor Victor Bulma-Thomas. Join us next time, where we'll be exploring the African nation of Benin, which is actually the home of voodoo. As always, please do read us on your podcast app and recommend us to any friends that have a hankering for political knowledge. Follow us on Instagram at HowMyCountryWorks for extra insights and facts. And there you can message us around anything else you'd like to know about Belize or any other country. This podcast is produced by Stephen O'Shea and sound editing is by Ashley Brown. See you next time and remember to keep asking How My Country Works.